0: hello hello thank you for joining me today. This is the Spicy pecan podcast Have you ever had a dreams that that you, um, you had you, you, you could you do you would you want you you could do so you you do you could excited to have you guys on the show thank you so much for joining the spicy pecan podcast let's kick it off right? All right i'm gonna have both of you i know who you are but i want you just to give us a brief intro um, of yourself and what you do we'll start off with you leo
1: hi everyone my name is leo bridgewater i am the national director of veterans outreach with minorities for medical marijuana i also serve as the chief innovation officer for cwcb education and advisory board member for CWCB Expo, the second largest cannabis and hemp trade show in the country.
2: Ooh. That's a lie, ain't it? Dad, <laughs> listen,
0: that's flexing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil.
2: Hey, I'm keep my real. My name's Phil Charles A. Philip Marley, and I'm CEO of Black Cannabis.
0: Awesome. Hey, that's flexing itself. So that brings me right to my first question. Phil, can you tell us a little bit about the organization, how it started and how you kind of uh, honed in on all this?
2: Sure. Uh, so Black Campus started with myself and my business partner, who's also named is Phil, uh, who's a military veteran. And we just saw a void that wasn't being filled in the industry on many fronts, um, whether it was plant touching, meaning growing, uh, selling, distributing the plant, and even in just networking and education, you know the messages that was being delivered is the general everything's green, everything's good, get in now. Um, but I know from in the industry firsthand that it's a lot more to go. That there's a lot more that is involved in getting into the industry and becoming established. So throughout the years, um, a lot of lumps, learned a lot of lessons, and you know coming out on the back end. Um, You know, I realized like educating our communities, spreading the awareness, getting them involved, um, getting them up to the speed of everyone else in the state is, uh, you know, it's a must, it's a necessity. It's the only way that we can evolve and be a part of this conversation, you know? So um, it was really just myself and Phil just taking initiative and wanting to be the examples that we weren't seeing in the industry.
0: How long have you been involved?
2: Uh, since 2012, the Chris Christie mm. days. <laughs>
1: Oh boy. Dark.
2: And
0: mm. where's, where's headquarters for you?
2: Oh, headquarters in Trenton, New Jersey. Hey, you know,
0: Jersey uh, in the
2: house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we finally did it, you know, so yeah, we're here on the, on the, on the front lines trying to make things happen. Um, you know, do, have a lot of conversations with the mayor, uh, the police going on, um, we're pushing our show. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a lot happening.
0: Awesome, and we'll get into a little more about what to expect. Uh, expect from Black Cannabis, Leo. How did you get involved? And prior to your involvement with Black Cannabis, what were you up to? Mm-hmm. How long have you been in this fight?
1: Uh, since 2015, it was the same year that uh, it was a year after I uh, moved back to Trenton, New Jersey, after being gone for 22 years. You know, I did. Uh, Multiple tours in Iraq and Afghanistan as both a soldier and a contractor. And so when Thank you for I your came,
0: service.
1: my honor. And so when I came back to the United States, um, I, I was living in, in Atlanta. And then what actually brought me to New Jersey was my mom that passed away on Christmas, feeding the homeless. And so um, when I came home for her funeral, my sisters and I were sitting down talking, and we realized that that was the fourth time I'd been home in 22 years because there was so many things about the city of Trenton that I didn't know about, you know? And so the day after her funeral, I met my now wife. And so, you know, it was, it was, it was one of those situations where, okay, and mind you, all of that is happening while I'm still trying to learn this country again because the last time I lived here, George Bush was the president. Ooh. So see what yeah. I mean? I was, I, I missed... <laughs> Uh, George w, GW. but yeah I'm just yeah saying, no you know, I got it <laughs> yeah, yeah I watched Obama from overseas you see what I'm saying so I missed a lot of that you know and so um when I got back to when I came back to Jersey you know um it was at it was then I started you know getting involved because I had a, a couple of friends who uh uh who attempted suicide and were successful and I actually was able to talk another friend down and that was the thing that activated me in terms of, you know, recognizing that, you know, my veteran status can actually move mountains in, in the New Jersey State House. And so myself, and along with Phil Dume, who uh, Phil Charles was just talking about, us and another guy named Riley Karpovich, we testified in Senate committee to have post-traumatic stress disorder added to the New Jersey medical marijuana program. And in 2016, then governor Chris Christie signed our bill into law. And so that was the thing that sort of kind of put me on the proverbial map. And so, but again, my veteran status allows me to, it transcends state lines, you know, and, you know, understanding what that means. So I had to be, you know, very cognizant of what it's like to listen to me speak. And so I had to be my situ- aware, situational awareness had to be acute, because in this in this realm, what they see is a big scary black guy, you know. And so I had to, you know, like, but when you, as soon as you open up your mouth and you have your talking points on on cue and you're on point with everything, you know, and giving your giving my veteran status, when I'm inside the state house, see, they talk to me different than they talk to you. Right. And so being able to use those one or two more moments that you wouldn't get, you know, I had to have everything on point and be able to assert myself. And so it was through that is how the business of the cannabis industry revealed itself to me. And so um, having moved into being on the advisory board for the CWCB Expo and getting exposed to all these, you know, big time companies and and big time folks, white folks, you know what I'm saying, who are yeah. doing it big in this industry and looking at it from a global perspective, it catered to that veteran side of me because you have to understand as a veteran, see, I am built to be a protector of the realm. See, I'm a soldier. That's what we do. Our, oh, we, I took an oath to the Constitution of the United States. And so when I make decisions and stuff like that, it's what's best for the realm. I want all things that's best for the realm as I see it. And so it just, you know, and conducting myself in that manner has afforded me the opportunity to, you know, literally be sort of kind of like the spook by the door.
0: (laughs) I mean, I appreciate that so much, just on the fact that you spoke and were were able to be a part of getting PTSD, mm -hmm. um, a part of that, I mean, you're responsible for thousands of people's relief, so thank you, know, you so when, much for that.
1: My honor, Nina. When when we when when Phil and I got when Phil and Riley and I did all that at that time, there were just like seven thousand people enrolled in the New Jersey medical marijuana program. That was just five years ago, and today we're we're, we're knocking a hundred thousand.
0: Wow. You
1: know, and so you know, there's a lot of things, and see, the thing is, most people don't realize when post traumatic stress was added to the new jersey medical marijuana program that was the first mental health qualifying condition you know like if right. you if you look at the history of this of this of this program every qualifying condition was a physical ailment you know, you're damn, you almost damn near had to be dying.
0: Yeah, uh, it was yeah. like multiple sclerosis, AIDS, right? Um, HIV. <coughs> so Excuse me. Heavy, yeah, heavy, heavy.
1: Mhm, mhm. And and you know, and, and the thing is, is that mind you, when I got in, PTSD wasn't on there. I got in because my knees are shot, you know, from my time in the military. That's what I'm. That's what I got in for. But when my friend was trying to kill himself, you know, and I realized that he was. You know, he was he was he, he was naturally fighting that opioid thing because that's what they do. Nina, listen, they passing them pills out at the VA like it's candy. You know, like that twenty two veterans suicides a day that that is it's five a week in New Jersey. That's real. Wow, yes, I did not yes. know that. Yeah, wow. it's real. People don't understand. It is real. The, uh, Philadelphia has a population, a veteran population. Of over one hundred thousand veterans, and there's only three VA counselors. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Talk to yeah, Sean Wilson about are that. That's in the It, yeah, it's 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 you know because you have to understand you know especially like like we're so far behind because like in states that have comprehensive medical marijuana programs, they're 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 actually using cannabis to help wean people off the opioids. Right. And they're seeing, at one point they were seeing like an upwards of a 25% reduction in the number of opioid abuse and addiction incidences. But what they weren't prepared for was that they were going to see an upwards of a 25% reduction in the number of scripts being written. And so think about it, when you're talking about cannabis legalization, particularly as it relates in new jersey which is the medicine cabinet of the world of the country you know you messing with three types of money old money which is the pharmaceutical industry long money which is the alcohol industry and big money which is the prison industrial complex you know and you have all different types There's that we have numbers now. That's the thing. It's just like with the cell phone. Remember, we didn't know what the effects of the cell phone was because the technology was so new. Now that we got 20 years of cell phone, we can talk about how it causes cancer on the hip and all that stuff. You know, that's the, that it was the same thing. It's the same thing. And the problem is, is that, you know, look at some of these pharmaceutical companies. we got to pay back billions because of what they did to people. And ask yourself, what, who's their biggest customer? VA.
0: <laughs> that is so sad when you yeah. really, really break it down and think about just the manipulation.
1: Well, this information like
0: it's, is not brand new. I mean, no, people, it's just what it known. is. It's
1: over. A, it's over an extended period of time, and so you have to put things in perspective. Like, for instance, who was the number one private benefactor of cannabis going legal in Colorado? Do you even know who that was? And listen, it happened right under your nose in front of your face, and you didn't even realize what you was looking at. It was Papa John's, Nina. Think about it. At the time, in Denver, Papa John's was the largest fast food chain. And what happens when you smoke weed? You get the munchies. So it was an adrenaline shot. How the hell do you think they could afford Peyton Manning? Think about it. He had over 80 Papa John's stores. Remember? Remember when Peyton got traded to the Denver Broncos? It was the same time adult use went boom in Colorado. He had over 80 franchises. They were like the King of Cali. So it's just like the California gold rush. The people who made the most money never even touched the gold. It was the people who sold the pickaxes, the wood, the wheelbarrows, the dynamite, the Levi's jeans. That's where that got started at. Carhartt and all that stuff. That's how it happened. Well, it's the same thing here. And what's being said today is not going to apply two years from now.
0: Yeah. Well, let me ask you then, where are we right now with New Jersey? Question one just got passed. Mhm. What where are we right now?
1: Well, the thing is is when question 1 passed, we actually made history because it passed with 67% of the vote. Now, the reason why that's historic is because the we are the only state who's ever gone that high. No other state has gone no further than 60, and we did mm-hmm. it with 67. And so you have to Translate that. What does 67% mean? Well, that's 2.7 million people who said yes to this on November 3rd, okay? Now, here's the other thing, too. Question one on the New Jersey ballot, also won in every single county in the state of New Jersey. No county said no to this, okay? Now, the reason why I'm pointing that out is because it's important because that is after you have municipalities passing ordinances banning the sales of this before it even got
0: right here.
1: this is after years of of the halloween horror story check your kids bags They're gonna be putting edible candies in your bag in your kids' bag. We know that's a lot. Are you serious? Hell no. You you know how much money that is? Hell no. Hell no. Ain't nobody
0: giving away their edibles for free.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you know what? Like, think about Nia. Every year that story came out. Every year we started doing dealing with this. You know, and so, and yet, despite all of that, 60s. 2.7 million people said yes. So now what that means is is that that translates for the people is that now we know we got muscle and now we have to be able to flex. We got to learn how to flex that muscle because when you look at the current legislation, which remember January 1st, this goes through. This is now legal in terms of as a constitutional amendment, but we have to have some sort of a a regulation process going on
0: right that
1: needs to be in place now today is november 30th mm-hmm. and we which means that at at minimum we are at least two weeks away from them getting ready to go out on christmas break and they ain't going to come back until the middle of january or sometime after the new year right so which is after this so they got to do this so this right now, today, these are some very critical days. You know, you're going today. There was a, a roundtable discussion between Senate President Steve Sweeney, Senator uh, Sandra Cunningham, Senator Teresa Ruiz, Senator Nick Scutari, and a whole bunch of other people in the NAACP, La, uh, Latino La, Latino Action Network, the State Bar Association, and some other people. None of them, zero cannabis background. But they want to have a discussion about marijuana legalization or cannabis legalization, and 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 social justice. And so, today's listening to these listening to these people talk, you know, it was it was interesting because I realized in their minds when they talk about social justice, social justice for them in terms of cannabis legalization is all wrapped up in in, in automatic record expungement. <laughs> they don't realize that social justice particularly as it relates in the cannabis industry there's there needs to be a very serious conversation about the actual industry the actual right. business of it all and they're not doing that And they're let's get down to on... it
0: the actual money of and it the all the money
1: yeah well the the, the the thing is is that the money is the money too but that was they're, they're they're a little off with that too like this current version of the bill that they have out they want they want to make sure that you know, they want the all the money to go directly to the municipalities. You know, okay, are you serious right now? Well, this is Jersey. <laughs> it would
0: essentially just be taxed at a certain rate and then that would right. go,
1: okay. No, no, yeah, but they want it all to go there. But see, the thing is, is that that tells you they don't, you know, lack of education is a big issue. You do that, then you're undercutting the CRC. What's the point of having the CRC? Right. The CRC's job is to direct where those funding, that funding goes in a, in a certain particular manner. And so listening to these people talk, you know, you realize that even when it comes to the traditional organizations, the cultural organizations like the Latino uh, uh, legislative, I mean, the Latino caucus, the New Jersey legislative black caucus, the NAACP, they are, they are grossly, grossly uh, off track when it comes to how they're, how they're approaching this whole legalization effort. They've ignored. They've, they've done. They've largely ignored that business part of it all, and that's where you know it, it, there's, that's the disconnect. And one other thing, and it's important to point this out: after all those things in that voting process, after all those stories and all those cautionary tales and Armageddon description, the fact that sixty-seven percent of New Jerseyans said yes to this after ordinances and stuff shows that there's a very serious disconnect between lawmakers and the people, a serious disconnect.
0: I think if 2020 taught us anything, it was that fact right there. It was a reiteration of the fact that we have people in power who are so off base with mm -hmm. regular Americans Um, and let's not, I'm not even getting into specialized groups, but just the average American They're not living that life and they have no idea what those people really want,
1: what we want. Well, here's the thing. New Jersey spends about $145 million a year in prosecuting low level, nonviolent, minor possession of cannabis. Cash cow. And 80% of those arrests are people who look like us, Nina. Okay. So arresting black people, black and brown people for this plant in this state. That's a thing, okay? That's a very real thing, evidenced by the ACLU's arrest report. But there's another there's another report that lists the amount of use of force by police in this state. And lo and behold, 80% of those are people who look like us, Nina. You know what I'm saying? So again, you know, a thing in this state is arresting us and beating us. That's those are things. You want to know what else is a thing in this state? Cops kill themselves. That's a thing. That's a very real thing. Steroid, uh, Roy Rage, and all that stuff amongst police officer uh, officers a very big thing. You know, and so folks are not under like like so again. Remember what I said old, long, and big, you know, they, you know, you listen to these lawmakers, they actually believe police, you know, is police officers are victims of the war on drugs as well. Hence, and you know that because they just, they submitted a bill that was 206 pages long, over 95,000 words, and the term social equity never showed up once (laughs) in that bill. And then, presented it to everyone and said to our faces that it's the best bill in the country. They wow. said that and said social justice, but it's not in there. There's, you don't even see it. You can count the number of times police is mentioned in it. It's a law enforcement. You know, they also have wording in that language in there that has, you know, the state of New Jersey may or the CRC may you know, fund something or whatever. Okay, listen, I gave oral testimony, and I told those senators to their faces. Anywhere in this legislative bill where you see the term may, I want you to delete that word and then reinsert shall. <laughs> because we all know, let's yeah. keep it all the way 100. Anytime the state of New Jersey may do something, Oh, we're screwed. Yeah. They're, they're not gonna do that. We, we are screwed. Yeah. You, it, like, like, come on. And it, you know, you, you know, I'm looking at some of those senators, and they just going, mm, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you got a point. Yeah, come on. Yeah, like, we ain't dumb. I'm not dumb. I mean, damn, I know I was born at night, but it wasn't. <laughs> <like>, come on. <laughs> so let me ask
0: you. Let me ask you, Phil. How do you take this information and distribute it to your members? Like, how are you deciphering all this stuff? Who are mm. the
2: people who are in the organization? Um.
0: Well, he's like, hold up, I'll let Leo do that. Yeah. <laughs> not,
2: that's one of the reasons we have like Leo on the team. But outside of that, um, way more, we set up Black Business really meant point false. You know, we have the ancillary side of things that we got things covered on. Um, and through our network, we got the. And the actual plant touching inside of the business, um, you know, covered as well. And like, that's one of the things that people are not uh, mentioning, like the the difference of where we are right now, 2020, compared to five, six years ago, Um, there's not a lot of us in the space, but they mm-hmm. are a lot where the, we had five years ago. And with that being said, a lot of these people that have made names for themselves out West or... Uh, already over on the east coast wherever it may be um they're looking at Jersey so right now it's more so on figuring out um you know what other states have done similar like Massachusetts the states that have recently legalized um and, and setting us up ourselves up to create businesses to get licenses and uh uh, whether it's head shops, uh, whatever the case may be, setting uh, setting ourselves, uh, um, the laws are going to be the laws, you know, um, I just think putting together the right team and um, just understanding what the laws are going to be is important.
0: Now, I also you- want to say, mm-hmm.
2: I just want to say Nina, strategic partnership is
1: where we at right now. Mm-hmm. You, 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 you know, you have to look at it like, you know, there's a lot of things. I do a lot of hooping and hollering. Okay, I do. You know, um you the do thing a lot about of educating. Is, That's I
0: what I would so. call
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> That's I hope so. But, in, you know, when you're dealing with Flintstones, because remember, we got Jetsons and Flintstones and this cannabis game, this is a Jetsons game and we're asking Flintstones to write rules to it. So there's some there's, there's a lot of things that we have to do. But the strategic partnerships, those are where we at right now. If this was a television show, we're in season eight, episode four. You know, what I'm saying a lot of people in New Jersey are still in season one, episode seven, you know, spoiler alert, it's not a gateway drug. That's the season one finale, you know, but we need you. And so what are we talking about in season eight? Well, the establishing and cultivation of international trade routes, you know, the strategic partnerships between, you know, setting up the infrastructures for uh, interstate commerce. You know, uh, there's import export. You know, uh, aspects that we have to start preparing ourselves for, because the jobs to facilitate that here on the U.S. side do not exist. But there are there are places outside of the United States where this is already in place. I was summoned to the consulate for the Czech Republic to meet with the ICCI, the International Cannabis and Cannabinoid Institute. This was a couple of years ago, and you know it was just to give them a brief update on what was happening here in new jersey you know and i was actually invited to come to uh to their meeting their big meeting with the uh the who in new zealand that year you know where they announced that cannabis was you know the way they were moving with this because th- what they did in europe is that they went with the science first and then they rolled out the industry see we did it ass backwards here and so that's why that's why things are the way that they are, and why they're so advanced. But you know what, Nina, the ports of Bayonne and Nork had already been divvied up by them. They're wow. just trying to figure. Yeah, they already. Yeah, they're trying to figure out how do they best, uh, how do they, how do they streamline the 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 the, the, tr- the route between Atlantic City and Medellin? It already exists. Most people don't realize you can get from wow. Atlantic City. You can fly from Atlantic City to Columbia for fifty nine dollars round uh, each way.
0: So let yeah, me let me ask because <laughs> a lot of the stuff, a lot of the stuff you're talking about is very high level, right? That's let's say, let's say regular folks are like, listen, I don't want to be left behind. I know this. I don't know a lot about it, but I know this is going to be a big boom. What mm-hmm. advice are you giving to the average person that looks like us or someone that just wants to be involved in this big business? What's, what's kind of the first steps? How do you kick game to them?
1: I would for, the first thing I would tell them is this: to first get yourselves get yourselves activated, reengaged in the political process. Start re-eng- you know, start you exercising your most basic of civic responsibilities, reengage, vote, understand where we are in this process right now. There will never ever be another end of prohibition on cannabis ever again. Right. We're the only ones that's going to experience it. And so, if right. you're going to really experience this thing, you got to hurry up and get yourself educated. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going if I tell you, if I give you all this business stuff right now, that's the, that's the equivalent of me throwing your ass out in the 10 feet and you don't know how to swim. You know what I'm saying? You got to crawl before you can walk. And the way you do that is you first find out. Pay attention because we're waiting to see who the other three appointees to the CRC is going to be. The CRC is the Cannabis Regulatory Commission. You got to find out who are, who, are, who are the five commissioners. Right now, there's two. A woman named Krista Nash, who's a social worker out of South Jersey. You know what I'm saying? And the other is Diana Waynu, who at one time was general counsel for the ACLU and has has a excellent you know, c- cannabis background. And then uh, Jeff Brown, who's the current, you know, uh, commissioner for the medical marijuana program is going to serve as, as executive director. So that means there are three more picks that need to be made: two by the governor and one by the speaker of the lower house, Speaker Coughlin. And we don't know who they are yet. And so you're going to want to pay close attention to that because why? They're the ones who set the rules for how this whole thing going to work. Right. They're the ones who will. They're the ones who grant and take away licenses. And so, if how you going? If you're going to get in this, you need to know who you're going to need to talk to. Well, that's being done right now. Yeah. And we need so. and, and and so that right there, and then find out, and then beyond that, when it comes to the actual business, find out who's who. Find out who those find out who those black brands are, like black cannabis. That's what black cannabis. If you yeah, want to go to black cannabis, yeah cannabis.com. That's Because right. we know where the bags are. That's what we. we that's we're the not, first we're, step.
0: The first step you want to do is you want to join Black Cannabis so that you are in the know. You know what's going mm-hmm. on. You know what's going to be hitting the streets. You know what's happening in New Jersey. You know what person is going to be assigned to the board once they start releasing the, these last three names. So that's yep. one. And um, then you want to
1: want to know who's who. Who are the people who are reflective of you? That's actually in this industry. Most folks don't most folks need to know the the response to COVID as far as the cannabis industry is concerned, particularly as it pertains to black people. Okay, the door has been closed on that first generation cannabis entrepreneur. I'm sorry, the door has been closed on that first generation black cannabis entrepreneur. Okay, that door is closed because the reason being is if you were to go to the Department of Health right now, you couldn't. I don't care if you had a billion dollars. You're not going to get a license because there ain't nobody at work right now. They all dealing with covid right now. You see what I'm saying? So you're not going to be. So right now, that first generation cannabis entrepreneur, you know what they're charged with right now, all of them, be it black, white, whatever they're now charged with building the infrastructure for the first generation worker bee because we're one of the few industries that still need human hands. And when you take in the fact that 50 million people just applied for unemployment benefits a couple of months ago and the GDP contracted by 32 points in one quarter and the the, 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 the stock market didn't have a comparable contraction, that means that these Fortune 500 companies have figured out how to make money without people? So, what is the percentage of those fifty million people that are going to have jobs to go to, go back to? What is the percentage of those people that are going to go from can of curious to can of serious? Yeah. And what our industry did is, our industry just showed everybody that it's pandemic proof. First, yes. remember how That's they messed reason. it up, Nina. First, we was unessential. Then we became an essential business. You know, because you got people. Look, at the end of the day. The entire country, you can even say the world, but I'll just keep it at the country, okay? The entire country qualifies for a medical marijuana uh, card just off of anxiety. When you look at, especially when you add in the factors of the current racial and political climate of this country, we all qualify for a medical marijuana card. And be honest with you, I subscribe to the thought that all consumption is medicinal. Because if you talk to people who claim they've smoked this from a recreational standpoint, if you listen to the who, the the why, the when, the where, and the how, they sound like patients. So you got a lot of people out there who are medicating and don't even know it. And so for Black people as a whole, our understanding of this plant in a formal educational perspective is grossly below basic as a whole. So, we need to know, so you need to know who are those Black brands that are already out there, like Black Cannabis, like Elevate Cannabis. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Marion Maine, you know what I'm saying? Like Simply Pure, Wanda James, Hope Wiseman, Shayuna Data G. You know, you need to know who's who because this business is very, very incestuous. It's less than two degrees of separation between us. We all know each other. If you look gotcha. at the organizations who are leading it, minorities for medical marijuana. I promise you that if you were to, even in that organization, there is not one aspect of the hemp and cannabis industry that there is somebody who's a member of, it's their business to fill that part. You can find all, everybody right there. You know, then you look at MCBA, you know what I'm saying? These are all organizations that have been doing this for years, years put in a lot of work right here in New Jersey, but you never uh, you, you talk to regular people. They don't know because they don't know where to find us. You know, it's like being yeah. at the cool kids table.
0: Um, <laughs> Phil, how are, like, what are the the future plans? What are you expecting with black cannabis? What's on the pipeline? What are you guys planning um, and cooking up right now? Mm. Uh,
2: mm. mm. yeah. mm. Without mm. uh, going to death, um the overall goal of black cannabis is to be the largest employer of black and brown people
0: oh oh i felt that in my heart yes i love so it yes. in order
2: for us to do that we need to infiltrate every single aspects of the industry so any any and everything that you see as far as the cannabis industry goes um black cannabis is going to be making its footprint in that space whether it's cultivation, CBD, uh, you know, we have our magazine coming out real soon. We have multiple shows, uh, all types of things. You know, I <laughs> go on for days, but um, that's our, our number one goal is to become the number one employer of black and brown people in the industry. So um, yeah, there's no end to like what Black Canvas has done. Um, international, national, yeah, sky's the limit.
0: Nice. Um, now, fun question. What's your favorite strand? Um, what's your favorite strand, Phil? You tell me.
2: <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, for one, like I just love the plant in general. But if there was to be one strain that I can't live without and I have to smoke every day, I have to say Master Kush. I'm okay. a Kush.
0: All right. And I know you've had the best of the best, the <laughs> connoisseur, you know, like the, the crazy stuff. <laughs> What about you, Leo? I know you got something on your
1: sleeve. That's <laughs> it right there. That's my favorite string right there. <laughs> All right. So go? I got
0: to get with y'all because I've never even had that before. I thought Bridge, I was Bridge h 20
1: cool. Yeah. You can find it at Harmony Dispensaries up in Secaucus. It's a heavy indica. It's 21% THC. You know, um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, let me. This is this is my Prince Hakeem move right here. So when I say, you know, baby, when I say he got his own strain, the man got his own strain, and that's oh also wait, my is answer. that your strain? That's my face. Hell yeah, that's me. Yeah, no,
0: no, no. But I know that you do have your own. Don't you have your own um, strain? Strain.
1: That's it. It's you see Master my back? Kush? No, it's called Bridge H two O. Oh,
0: it's called Bridge H two O. Okay, okay, okay.
1: And that's the, that's that's what it looks like. That's it. Yeah, you
0: got it. That, listen, listen. I'm
1: coming to Trenton. I'm coming yeah. to Trenton. I gotta pick up. I gotta pick up mine. Don't, don't need uh, triple line. Yeah. And, exactly. And, and, see, and, and see that that to me that's the that's also the answer in terms of like what's happening with black cannabis because that's that's the thing. You know, we're like the Wu Tang Clan of the cannabis industry. All the members are in. We're we're doing. We we have to be what we're preaching about. And so, remember when I said strategic partnerships and stuff like that? There's an example of that. That's a strategic partnership. This right here, Jersey Cat. That's also another strategic partnership. Uplifting. This is a this is a black designer from Trenton, New Jersey. You know, we we have you know we we we're we're already we're in discussions with. A uh, uh, all black multi-state operator to come straight to Trenton and also down in, in South Jersey as well. You know, we're, we're, that's what I just had. I just had a staff uh, Zoom call at like four o'clock in the morning, two nights ago, because one of my partners is in Ethiopia right now, setting up, setting up shop because <laughs> we, we got to get ready to start moving stuff in and out of the country right now. You know, like, it's not just in theory. None of the things that we're saying, none of the stuff that we're talking about is actually theoretical for us. This is actually happening. Yeah. And what we're building Black, Can- because the thing is, is that when the time comes and we say, okay, when everyone wants to know, where do we go? What do we do? Blah, 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 blah. You know, mm-hmm. we have to be able to say, okay, this is where you go. This is what's happening. Here are the turnkey, you know, uh, here are the turnkey projects right now. You know, people want to know what can they invest their money in, and all this other stuff. You know, I'm not a, a a financial planner or anything like that, but I know where some bags at.
0: Oh, I know you do.
1: At, yeah, go take a look at Obsidian Elite Investment. There you go. Those are all black people who are looking at black who are looking at black businesses looking to fund. You know, and you only have to have like a five hundred dollars, thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? It's stuff like that. But if you don't know, if you you know, if you don't know who to who to talk to or who to go yeah. or where to go it don't mean nothing and you don't even realize we out here yeah so it's not even about trying to get money for people to get in here it's about trying to get money for people already here yeah what about that first generation
0: I mean listen I've been preaching this to everybody this is happening whether you get on the train or don't get mm-hmm. on the train but this is one of those things like you said it's not it's not going to happen the first time again.
1: Oh, the so is it's time to get building. your
0: inventor cap on. Mm-hmm. It's time to start getting creative, you know, um, just whatever. Get your foot in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, Black cannabis will be able to navigate you through.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Amen, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even say you got to get too creative. Like, do what you know best. Like, yeah. And in the cannabis space, a new world is being developed. And as this new world is being developed, we still need some of those uh those people from the old world that has some expertise in whatever it is that they do to develop this new world, whether it's real estate, whether it's marketing, whether you know it's doing media, doing interviews,
0: you know, like even payroll, you know how to do payroll, accountants, this, that, house cleaning people, you know, like everybody. This this is how like this, how raw
1: dog, this, how raw dog it is, right? It's so raw that as of today, whatever it is that you are doing and whoever you doing it for, if you take the name of your company out and just replace it with cannabis, you are either the only person that's doing it, or maybe one of three people doing it. It ain't that like, you could literally do whatever you do for a living right now. So if you're an electrician, get your ass ready. If you are if you're a need restaurateur, you're gonna need to hire some people. If you are if you're a plumber, you're gonna be needed. If you got <laughs> security, you're gonna be needed. Yep. You know, if you if you deliver, like we're trying to get it so where you can have access to inventory with delivery. That's how we get nothing yeah. on them up off the corner. You know what I'm saying? Like these are all yeah. the things. You know, and these are and again, like I said, we know where the bags are. You know what I'm saying? We could tell you what the bags are. Don't think just when and and, and mind you. Nina this whole time this whole time all we said is cannabis 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 ain't nobody say nothing about no hemp and that's the trillion dollar industry that's the long money in this game yeah. you know when i was talking about you know i got my youngin over there in ethiopia and everything like that cuz we talking hemp we ain't even talking weed mm. we somewhere else we on we we talking industrial hemp you know, we talking alternative construction material. Why? Because China ain't putting out no more construction material. They still, they recovering from COVID. So when you talk about...
0: I don't think people realize how huge, how huge, just that one little piece is.
1: Yeah. Like... Yeah. The, new world. the new world. Yeah, it's... it's, 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 it's that much of what we of what's coming down the pike it's the reason why it's difficult being somebody who constantly has the lights on in their head because you wake up with this on your mind you go to bed with this on your mind you know because you see because I know what's coming you know we picking the new old names you know there was a time when Anheuser and Bush were new names
0: yo that listen that gets me so hype you have no you have no idea Mm -hmm and you say stuff That's like why. becoming the largest employer and things like that like this is exactly exactly what my show has been all about empowering and really just getting the information there it does none of us any good by becoming successful and hoarding the information and in how you got there you are nothing if you're not pulling mm-hmm. some up, be- mm-hmm. someone up mm-hmm. behind you nothing you're nothing so mm-hmm. I appreciate mm-hmm. the work that you guys are doing in educating, you know, educational advocacy programs, teaching people about this. And more importantly, networking with people. So it's not just on paper somewhere, but you really, you know, allowing people to to make these things happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, and building we 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 have to we have to actually become the rhetoric. Now we actually have to be. All those things. That's what I I I I, that was the biggest revelation for me in this whole thing was that I have to in order to get my people moving, because you know, our people are like, well, I gotta see you do it first. And it's like, oh,
0: you know, (laughs) like, no,
1: you know, and so now by then it's too late. Right. And see what we're talking about is we're not talking about facilitating a cultural shift in how we view this plant. We're also talking about facilitating a massive, massive transfer of wealth. Logistically, it almost can't be quantified. And that's why I'm talking like, please, for anyone watching this or within range of my voice and all this stuff that I've been saying, please do not take what I'm saying as a form of arrogance. Everything that I'm saying, this is a form of urgency. It's reflective of the time. This is time appropriate mannerism here because of where we are at this time in time. You know, there's a lot of people who don't realize that because New Jersey has fallen for now, fallen for adult use, Nina, we are poised to be number two behind California in terms of revenue. And the reason why is because we have a population of 9 million people and we are sandwiched between the number four media market in the country and the number one cannabis consuming city in the world, which is New York karachi pakistan is number two new, new delhi india is number three los angeles is number four and chicago is number eight new york and chicago made one and eight with this being illegal so when you, where you think all them people in new york gonna go to get their weed absolutely where you think all them people in pennsylvania are gonna go to get their weed. You don't want to listen to me? Fine, no problem. Take a look at what the hell is going on in our neighbor's backyard. Pennsylvania is trying to ramrod some really messed up bill through their state legislature right now. And New York is trying to figure out what the hell we're gonna do so they can respond in kind. Mm-hmm. This is all because 2.7 million people said yes to this here in the garden state. So, folks, this is this is. The, she said, the, "The train's about to leave." Nah, mm-hmm. if you are somebody who still needs convincing that you need to be doing this, we are not the guys to talk to. Right. That was a couple of train stops ago. Okay, we we way beyond. We that in Trenton right
0: now. now. That's the last stop uh, on uh, the river yep. Line, baby. We <laughs> home. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> we home. <clears throat> That's true. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: but uh, it's true. Uh, But Leo said, like, yeah, like, this is one thing we can't have CCC on. Like, we're working with the utmost urgency. And if there's anyone out there, anyone of your listeners who are interested in the space and already have that urgency, you know, visit black-cannabis.com and contact us. You know, that'd be the quickest and best way to start getting the ball rolling. We're, We're lining up for a blitz on the state. As soon as they say this is what we're looking to have, we got it covered. And uh, we want as much of our people on board as, as we can get. You know, mm-hmm. like Hill said, we're not here to convince anybody anymore. Right. You know? If you're looking ready. Ready, ready. Good luck. Listen, know, I'm we, already,
0: you guys know I'm board. already, I, I'm already putting my little group together. We're, I'm going to be talking to you guys. So, you know, I'm going to make sure I do everything to make sure my people ain't left behind.
1: Yeah, we went from, we Need going more. from using these right here to using these right here, yes. So there's a difference. You see what I'm saying? This is this is how much is grown. This is how fast we going with this. Okay. So again, it's changing the frame of reference and folks understanding exactly where we are. whatever it is that you think of this industry, you probably are way off. Yeah. You know, and you need to know. You need to know who's who, what's what. You know, and uh, and and the number one hardest group of people to talk to about this is black church people. Because they are traditionally, most people don't realize they are way more conservative than what you would see on Fox News. And the thing is, is that the number two hardest group of people to talk to is black people. Why? Because black church people are considered, the black church is considered the traditionally looked at as the gatekeepers to the African-American community. And when you look at the African-American community, we've largely suffering from PTSD over the illegality of the plan. It's played out on us first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's killed people, it's broken up homes. So there's a reason why a lot of us are still using these and then there's only a few of us who are here cuz we don't know. We're not exposed. Our exposure to this is something of a ill nature. We get right. locked up and killed for this.
0: I mean so people are so people still see it as being just as bad as cocaine. Because were on the level of cocaine even though we knew that or I mean we know now but even though, you know, that was always bull. But- well, that was
1: because the, the President Nixon, you know, uh, I was actually part of a Supreme Court, I was part of a case where we were actually challenging the constitutionality of cannabis being a Schedule One drug. And three weeks ago, or a month ago, the Supreme Court said uh, they declined to hear our case, but we came very close to getting cannabis. We were arguing, you know, the, F, the, the uh, cannabis being a Schedule One drug. It never should have been there. Right. President Nixon wanted to use; he he knew that if he could vilify cannabis with heroin on the six o'clock news, it would give him the perfect reason to start breaking up Black Panther party meetings and hippies because they yeah. were his staunchest opponents during the the Vietnam War.
0: Thousand so percent.
1: So this goes. So this it goes all the way back like,
0: to the 90s. hard.
1: Right. All those what? protests. Yup. Yep. So tell you so all your people. I tell you what go look at the LaGuardia report and then go look at the, the LaGuardia report and the- um, The Schaefer's commission. The Schaefer, Schaefer, the, Schaefer, the, Schaefer, the Schaefer commission. Go look at those, go look those two up. It will blow your mind. Because to sum it all up, at the end of them all, they said, this actually shouldn't be, uh, this shouldn't be made illegal. This actually needs to be researched for possible medical benefits. The, the the LaGuardia report goes back all the way to like the 40s, right, Phil? Something like that? Yeah. You know, and then the Schaefer Commission, that was like during in 1970. And uh-huh. and, and listen, Nina, they they actually, you had these people actually, they bought Primetime Airtime to, to, to bring directly to the American people the findings of the Schaefer Commission. And they told the American people on primetime television. That this should not be made illegal. There's medicinal value to this, and we need to do some research. And President Nixon still made it a Schedule One drug. And so let's be clear: in order for it to be a Schedule One drug, has to have three; has to hit on three, not one out of the three, not two out of the three, but all three. It has to be highly addictive and 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 highly addictive and and abused. And you have to have a doctor. You need to have a doctor uh, administer it, and it has to have Zero medicinal value. Okay? It has to have all three. And if it does and 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 none of them apply to cannabis. Right. And understand something. Let's be even more clear. Cannabis is the only scheduled drug that is undefeated. It, no one in the history of the world has actually ever died from consuming cannabis. Now, no one. You know, you might have thought you was gonna die, but you didn't actually die. <laughs> he was
0: <just> <laughs> you was just, yeah, he
1: just hungry. You was just sit down sit down and ride out. That's what they tell that's what, like, what care tactic they give, you will legalize uh, emergency go on the rise. Well, yeah. You know what happens when they get there? And when they tell well, you know what they tell these people in the emergency room? They tell them, oh, they first they they, they test them to see if there's anything other than weed in their system. And if their tests come back, that is just weed. You know what they do for them people? They tell them, ride the wave, baby. Just ride the wave. Yeah. <laughs> just ride, submit, submit to the high, baby. That's it. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing else. You, I mean, this This is, everyone's body has what is called an endocannabinoid system, which means that your body naturally produces the natural the, the CBD, which is why, your body, which is why it's an anti-inflammatory, you know, because it's natural to the body. It's not synthesized. This ain't something where you got to take this pill and then you got to take another pill to counteract the symptoms of that pill you took. And then you got to take two other pills to counteract the two symptoms from that. This is not that ain't this. You need to know your name. You need to. There's a, a a high level of education that really needs to take place because we are fighting. A, 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 a very entrenched and old propaganda campaign this is your brain on drugs oh that's yeah.
0: uh, it's so true though we're still fighting against those damn commercials
1: and mind you, you know <laughs> a lot of your a lot of your older relatives first of all number one number one fastest growing demographic of users in the cannabis space old people old people it
0: makes sense to me that's your fast over the stereotypes
1: yeah yeah, well they're finding out. they're figuring it out this is getting them off a lot of them drugs okay you know that's the fastest growing demographic in the cannabis space okay and the thing is is that these are also your active voters and everything like that you know this is all all these things are what is been going on and the thing is, is that there's a couple, there's a few states that got to do this, and they did this at the same time we did. We had one state that did medical and adult use in the same election. So it ain't just Jersey that you have to think about. Right. And that's and, and that's where Phil and I and Philippe and, and all the rest of the guys at Black Cannabis, you know, we all, like, listen, we all over the country right now, mama. For real, we all over the country.
0: Listen, <laughs> and, I'm loving and it. I'm loving it. I I wanna say thank you so much for you guys' time and just educating us. I mean, you just dropped so much information. A couple you know, people might have to watch (laughs) (laughs) this. But it's just (laughs) all up there, you know what I mean? So I definitely appreciate you guys gracing the show with your presence. I would love to have you back, especially after maybe like uh, you know directly after everything, you know, the rules come out, maybe I can grab you guys real quick before it totally blows up, because I know you guys are going to be so, you know, just everywhere. But you know I appreciate... find, find me after the Senate
1: votes for this. Find yes. me after the, after the Senate votes for this, before January
0: 1st. So at least you know we saying? can do something where, I mean, Leo, I, 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 or not Leo, but Phil, I know you said that you guys are going to start having a show, so maybe I can just direct people to whatever show you guys have. But at some point, yeah, you guys got to make sure you either come back to this show or air something that, you know, gives like, all right, these are the rules. This is what's going to mm-hmm. be happening. Just because, you know, people, a lot of people do want to be involved. They just don't know where to step. Oh. Um, so, you know, I appreciate what you guys do with Black Cannabis and just all and you, around it.
1: What I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a copy of the joint letter that a lot of local uh, organizations to New Jersey and organizations with a national presence and industry folks, we came up with a joint letter to present to our lawmakers right now. And I'll send it to you so that you can send it so that you can post it up there for the viewers to read to see because this is, you know, m mm NCIA, Women Grow. You know, a lot of organizations have signed on to this letter. And this is in response to where we are currently. And it's a a joint letter that's going to all of our lawmakers to say, hey, look, this is now you're hearing from the cannabis people, not the traditional uh, folks like the NAACP and the African American Chamber of Commerce. Nothing against them. They're just not time appropriate in their education on this. That is a fair assumption. Yeah, yeah, nothing. That is fair. Yeah, not trying to discount.
0: I'm a member of the NAACP and I can tell you right. that yeah, shit yeah. is fair. You're actually being pretty
1: kind. <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, I could say, you know, like, like my frustration now, but it's it's just that, you know, and I think I told you this before, if they was to say, we're going to put all our resources and everything behind you right now, it'd still be too late because we don't, you're not the, before we can get you time appropriate in your understanding of this industry, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and talking beyond Automatic record expungement and, right. and social justice. And because, getting all the
0: layers of your organization and doing all of that. Yeah,
1: because that's, again, that's the Black church people.
0: Mm-hmm. That, and we yeah.
1: and, and, and and, and mm-hmm. we not, we, uh, just, you know, it, like when they look back on this, you know what I'm saying, what's required of us right now is to think five, ten generations down the road. You see what I'm saying? Right. And we have to put in mechanisms that make sense so that if it don't make sense, then those mechanisms can be enacted to make it make sense. Then, you know, what happens when social justice isn't a thing anymore? What happens when we bred out everybody who has ever had to do anything with a cannabis, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, a cannabis um, uh, charge, charge or something like that? Yeah, yeah. you know, how, you know, how many people actually are in prison for thirty years for bootlegging? Now, them people ain't, you know. Right. Right, You know, like, that's not, it's not that big of a thing like that, you know. So, you know, that's very difficult to get people to do when you live in an instant gratification type of society, such as the one we live in, you know, mind you, while you're simultaneously going through an opioid abuse addiction epidemic and a COVID-19 pandemic, you know, so we got hit hard, you know, and so the time for oxymoronic politics and all that stuff, you know, those are over. I don't, I'm a straight shooter. As a soldier, I'm built to be a protector of the realm. I want what's best for the realm. All things that is best for the realm, as I see it. As I and, and so for me, what's best for the realm is for this to happen in the ways in which we are talking about and fighting for you. Yes. You know?
0: <laughs> best for the realm. Amen. Wakanda hey, hey, forever, Amen. That's yes, right,
1: Wakanda. That's right. Today <laughs> was his birthday. Happy,
0: happy birthday, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Today would yes. have been
1: his 44th birthday. Damn. Oh
0: man, that was such a sad story. But we right, always will have saying. Black Panther. Thank gosh.
1: Well, we got Black Cannabis. <laughs> that's right. And we got Black
0: Cannabis. And that's, that's the perfect way to end it. Guys, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate the information, and we will definitely have you guys back for sure. Yeah,
1: I'll send you the email. I'll, I'll email you that document in a minute, okay?
0: You got it. Thank you so much. Bye, Nina. See ya. Later. Thank you for listening to Spicy Pecan Podcast. This is a Wonderful Me Media production.